Hi to all our listeners. This is Coach Chelsea, the host of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study, a place where athletes, coaches, and athletic professionals come together to talk about faith, sports, and servant leadership. We hope that this podcast blesses you. If there's anything we could do for you, please find us at the Chelsea F on Twitter, at Chief Friend John, C-H-E-F-R-A-N-J-O-H-N on Instagram and streaming live at Chelsea F. Muir on Facebook. We pray that you continue to be blessed and continue to serve as God would ask us to. Uh, we'll go ahead and get started. So for those of you all that are new to the call, um, welcome. I'm Coach Chelsea. I'm down here in Tallahassee, Florida, and we're talking with Miss Bobby Kelsey today. So many things uh, I was telling her as a younger who learned the game of basketball through my brother. Uh, I remember the very moment I was at Walker Ford Community Center down here in Tallahassee, Florida, when they announced that the WNBA was a real thing, right? And so over the years, paying attention to that and the resume from Ms. Bobby Kelsey, we could be on here the whole hour to talk about that. But knowing a former collegiate and women's basketball coach currently is the commissioner of athletics at Milwaukee Public Schools, um, has been on so many different panels. She asked the question that many people ask, you know, how do you go about and seek out who comes on and who shares? And I told her it's a, it's a, you know, remix of just asking God and seeking out. But I have been a part of many panels and conversations with Miss Bobby. And when I tell you, she gives you that, uh, that auntie that I'm gonna keep real, I'm gonna tell you what you need to hear, not what you want to hear. And God bless you and, and have a good day. And I think that especially for such a time as this, we as coaches need that. I was so excited because, you know, today our hearts are kind of heavy. They're kind of mixed emotions. And it's so funny how God works because I know we needed that Miss Bobby Kelsey flavor today. So I thank you guys for being here. And Miss Bobby, I thank you for your time. And because we've already started receiving some pre-nuggets from you, I'm going to go ahead and throw it to you. Um, and I appreciate you just for being on the talk with us. No problem. I'm happy to be here. Happy to see uh, the men on here, it's good to see the men. Uh, sometimes when the ladies are leading, the men are like, well, they're just going to be clapping their jaws. But uh, hopefully we can bless you uh, men on here. Um, again, um, just it is heavy today. You know, I cried today. I I try not to, I, you know, at work, you got to kind of be in a certain space. But um, just dealing with um, seeing those things over and over, it's it's something that I'll never get used to. Um, and as the brothers on here, you know, I just say we support you all. We know you're not perfect. None of us are. But uh, you shouldn't be leading the charge to to make the change. It, it really has got to sit at the feet of, of those who um, have, you know, um, for lack of better terms, the power, the resources, the position. Um, and that's, that's, I mean, just be honest, Paul and Coach Paul and Dennis, y'all, y'all, I'm looking at y'all. Um, because it's it 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 can't be we we've been saying this stuff for centuries you know when, when a lot of us weren't born when this stuff was even uh, starting um and that's not to, i saw a, a nice tweet today it really resonated with me because we do hear well why can't black people do this or why won't they do that and we we have our issues we we're not running away from the things that we need to do but the tweet was when external things uh, it's hard to look internal when it's external. That's pounding down on you 24-7. Um, and when you don't experience that, 
it's hard to empathize and be compassionate when you see folks doing things that everybody else does. Everybody else cutting up, not complying, not doing exactly what they told to do. We're not the only ones not doing that, but we see that the reaction is quite different. And how many more videos do we need to see before people really wake up? And it's not to say folks aren't doing, not doing what they're supposed to do, but let's put it in the context and let's be honest about it. If the training is not to shoot someone, because I've, see, I've seen plenty of videos when people don't get shot, we, we all bring those up. If that's the training, why isn't it across the board that that happens to everybody? Why isn't that? That's my question. And it's always certain ones that's not being um, not shot, and there's certain ones that are being shot. I, I, I don't understand that. So I just say all that to say, brothers, we, we are with you all. Um, we feel your pain. We can experience it. Because as women, we, we don't know it from a black male's perspective. Uh, Coach Paul and Coach Dennis wouldn't know it as a white men. They wouldn't. Um, and whoever else is on here that's not a black man, I don't want to be insensitive, but I just want to put that out there, that as a black woman, I'm supporting you all. I'm always going to speak on your behalf. I'm never going to allow um, anyone to disparage you. But also, we got to be honest about what our behavior is and what we're doing personally in our lives to do better. And we all on here as servants of, of God, I assume everybody know Jesus Christ and accepting them and, and, and try to do the best thing we can as Christians. But um, man, we, we got a lot to, we got a lot of work to do, but I'm working on me first. I'm, I'm trying to do my best to do the right thing and treat people the way I want to be treated and in a godly fashion. But also Jesus turned over them tables in the temple too, did he not? He, he, he got upset. So if you see me on social media and I'm upset, that's where I'm at at that point. I'm at the turning over tables point. I'm, I'm like that Jesus. But then there's times to be um, emotionally uh, controlled. And so we have to try to measure our anger and our frustration with uh, understanding of how we're supposed to act and how we're supposed to carry ourselves as Christians. So it's tough because I'll say a choice word here and there, y'all. Forgive me. I'm sorry. I might say something on, I might just go there, but it's hard because I see my uncle. I see my brother. I see my nephew. I see that that's who I see. Um, and hopefully others who aren't black see, see those same things. You, you have Paul, Paul, you and Dennis, y'all got nephews and brothers and cousins and they don't have to be black. See them as I don't want my cousin treated that way. I don't want my son treated like that. So it, it, it's it's tough. It, it's a hard. It's a hard. It's been a hard situation. But Christ still on the throne. You know, um, I don't want to seem unbothered, but it doesn't bother me all that because Jesus is in charge. The God is is He still on the throne? That's the good news. And we can really rest in that while we're fighting for the justice and trying to do what we need to do to, to make it through another day. I think that's so good, Miss Bobby. And, you know, it's so funny. And much like you, uh, you know, reached out and pinpointed, you know, Coach Paul and Coach Dennis. And, you know, it's been so amazing. And I tell people all the time, you know, Coach Paul, he'll say it since the day I met him, love your neighbor. And people think that that, well, that sounds so simple. Well, if it sounds so simple, it seems like it's the hardest thing for people to abide by. And meeting Coach Paul and Coach Dennis over the past months, both of them actually have been speakers 
um, who have imparted wisdom into us. And, you know, just to sit here, and that's the biggest thing, you know, Coach Paul is in Iowa. And much like you and I just talked about before we got on this call, if you would have asked me six months ago, if I would have met Coach Paul in Iowa, and we'd be talking about how to make this world better and loving Christ and enhancing, and as we talk about that iron sharpening out, iron, I probably would have been like, that's not the case. And here we are. And so I thank you so much just for pinpointing that out, um, you know, and being able to empathize. And, you know, we talk about that all the time. And yes, we say it sounds simple, but love your neighbor. If you say it sounds simple, why is that the hardest thing for us to do right now? You know, so I thank you so much for that. Um, if you could take some time in the midst of this and just kind of talk to us about your athletic journey. Um, you know, as I tell people, if they if they don't know you or they're for a person like me, I'm just enamored to even be talking about it but the wisdom that you impart it it makes sense to me because of all the things and you know the leaps and bounds that you journeyed through so can you talk us about your uh, athletic journey for sure um so i uh, i grew up in georgia i'm a i'm a i'm a georgia peach uh grits with uh butter and salt and pepper y'all please don't be putting that sugar on your grits that's just not that ain't even necessary that's that's blasphemy that ain't even that ain't gospel Let's just be honest. That ain't it. Uh, but um, a Georgia kid, um, single mom till I was eight, my sister and I, and then my mom married my stepdad. I, I, I met my biological father once. So to look at me and to read my bio, you wouldn't know that. I'm just telling you that for context that, you know, it's not just I had all these picket fences and everything was peachy keen. Uh, I had a great childhood, though. I had fun. I mean, I had no really traumatic things happen. I, I've seen some things racially as a looking back as a child that at the time I didn't understand, but I, I had I had support. And the greatest gift my parents and family gave me was the confidence to to let me know we support you. I wish everybody had that. Uh, I know everybody doesn't. Um, and that's why as the commissioner now, I, I want to impart that on the kids I work with. But um so I grew up in Georgia. We moved from Savannah, uh, Georgia to Decatur where I, my high school years and, and more of my formative years as a teenager. Um, and then I played basketball all throughout, but I played other sports too. I, I, I dabbled in a little softball, midget champs. I got my little picture, I, I got proof. Um, and then I played a little tennis. I, I like to dabble, but my basketball was my, you know, that's my love. So I uh, got an opportunity to go to Stanford. I was recruited pretty hell not not the aau of today it, it, we weren't taking photo shoots and announcing on twitter it, you know wasn't no twitter back then and we didn't have cell phones and all that kind of stuff so you you didn't win your state you didn't go to the nationals so you had to win your state y'all y'all old enough y'all know what i'm talking about if you didn't win your state you that was it it wasn't everybody go and everybody participate it wasn't like that so i uh, got a chance to be seen by stanford and i'll give you guys one piece of uh uh, just some good story. Uh, Stanford didn't never recruited me. I never got a letter from them. I always had good grades. My parents are, are teachers and military, so it was no choice. But I was the kind of person when I put my name on something, I wanted to be who I am. So you can see this is who I am. So I took a lot of pride in my schoolwork. But uh, when you have a mom that's a teacher, you can't pull the tricks. My sister tried it. She didn't learn her lesson. I, I learned early. You don't 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 change report cards and make D's and the B's and don't do that. You know, what you earn is what you earn. Um, but I say that to say, when Stanford recruited me, this is when you can pass letters. Y'all remember when you could write, I don't know if y'all just, oh, some of y'all look a little, no offense, but y'all look a little long in the tooth now, I'm looking. Um, 
you the, the coaches could write letters and, and give you letters. They couldn't really talk to you when you lined up to talk to the AQU coach. Y'all remember that? Um, that's when I played. And so I was at Boo Williams. This is how old Boo is. I was at a Boo Williams tournament. Now I'm 47 years old. So that tell you how old Boo is. Boo, Boo up there. Um, but I was at a, a Boo Williams tournament and the coach that Amy Tucker, uh, if y'all know bad, y'all know Amy, she's not coaching with Tara anymore at Stanford, but um, she saw me, but she wasn't there to see me. I guarantee you, because I never got a letter from Stanford. She was there to see Mar Michelle Marciniak that went to Tennessee. Y'all remember Spinderella, long, you know, uh, uh, you know, uh, bangs, you know, the bond bangs, y'all know, y'all know who I'm talking about. She owns sheets now with um, the company. Oh, she's making a whole bunch of money with them sheets. Y'all look it up. Um, but anyway, um, Amy was there to see her, and I just happened to play the best game of my whole, probably high school life. I, I mean, I could have thrown the ball over my head with my eyes closed, 10 feet from the back, the ball would have went in. And then I guarded her. So after that, I got letters from Stanford. I had no idea. I had no idea. But God knew. God knew. Um, because I wouldn't have picked that. And when they first uh, contacted me, I said, ooh, that's too far. My mother, who's a teacher, she said, no, look again. I want you to do a little bit more investigation. And so as a teenager, you don't realize, you know, I knew about Stanford, but I didn't know. Um, but then when I found out, I was like, ooh. And then um, had the grades. Uh, wasn't great on the SAT, but back then I think I did enough because I got in. The thing about Stanford, you got to get in first. They can't just offer who they want. That's, that's why I commend Tara for doing it as well as she has for as long as she has with that situation. Because it, it's just not come as, come as you want to. It's, you got to do the application first. Then if they get you, you know, let you in, then you can get in. So I was proud of the fact that I got in. I took five visits. Clemson was my favorite visit, just on record. I had the most fun at Clemson. I said, I ain't gonna get nothing done here. I got to go to somewhere where I get some more discipline. I, I'm gonna have too much fun right here. Um, uh, ask Jim Davis, he always give me a hard time. You just let you, you turn me down. You just, you threw me on the trash. I said, coach, I love you. It ain't like that coach. So anyway, went to Stanford. Won a national championship my freshman year, so we did get the. Uh, I, I redshirted that year, but that's the year Don Staley, the ball went in and rimmed out, and she was a player, and we we went on to beat uh, Western uh, Kentucky uh, by the biggest margin at that time in the history of the, of the game. It was in L.A., and uh, you know when you win, and it, it's been a while, but you never forget how you you just can't believe it. So whenever I see confetti coming down and people win it or lose it, because I've been on the other side of that too. Um, it's unbelievable. You, you really, you, you're in shock. You, you read the paper and you're like, we actually won that the next day. You wake up and you, because you wake up and you're like, did, did that just happen yesterday? Um, so we did get to go to the White House and meet the president. George W. Bush was the president at the time and the Duke men won it at the time. So Mike Krzyzewski, Christian Leitner, Bobby Hurley, uh, Thomas Hill, Brian Davis, Grant Hill. Um, so those two teams, now you go with your whole spring sports, fall, everybody go. But back then, just the, just the teams that won that sport get to go. And that was a great experience. Um, uh, so we got to take pictures with HW and all that kind of stuff. So um, it, it, basketball was, even though it didn't go personally well for me, because I had injuries, I tore both my ACL. So my ACL ended my high school career and my college career. I only played six games of my senior year in high school. And uh, I made it to the Pac-12 season, which is about 14 games of my college career. So I, I got ended on both ends. So it didn't go particularly well for me um, playing wise, but um, that just parlayed into me coaching. 
And then when I went uh, into coach, I went right out of school. So I started Boise State. I went to, uh, from there, I went to Florida for two years, West uh, Evansville for two years, little school in Indiana, uh, the Aces, uh, used to wear the sleeves. Um, uh, Western Carolina, little place in Cullowee, North Carolina. If you blink your eyes, you're going to miss it. You driving through there, you you let you you go. It's it's over. And then uh went to Virginia Tech for three years. Uh, got to go back to Stanford for four years. Was the head co coach at Wisconsin for five years, and then went to that. I got fired. I, I got fired all up and through there, y'all. We we'll go into that later. I got I I got plenty of firing stories. Uh, and then um, went to the WNBA for two years with the Sparks. And then when that kind of Brian Agler, who's the coach at uh, y, um, Dallas Wings. Love Brian to death, but I, I, I can't retire on the WNBA coaching. So it don't, it, it's not going to work. It, it didn't work. So uh, God blessed me to get this job, which I wasn't even looking for. That's a whole nother, that's a God thing. I mean, every job I've ever gotten, you all, yes, I'm worried. Oh, Lord, am I going to get something? I don't want to do this. Jesus, I don't want to work in no nine to five. Lord, I don't want to be sitting there behind no desk. I want to wear this stuff. I want to wear this athletic stuff to work. I don't want to wear no suits and ties and things, you know, dressing up. Um, and he just, he just gave it to me. I, I, to be honest, I was not looking for it. I was subbing, trying to, uh, decide whether I was going to go back to coaching and then God just boom. And that's it. And I'm here to, uh, to really influence the, the kids that I was recruiting one time, but now I get to influence them in a different way. So that's in the, that's it in a nutshell. And I want to hear from y'all too. Y'all don't mute. I want y'all yeah, to be talking. And trust, I don't want y'all to be listening. Listen, no, trust you will. And I, I'm yes. I'm sitting here taking it back. And it's one of the things you love podcasts, you love interviews, but it's the best thing when you see the reaction of these faces. And we are literally almost like it's story time. We are literally yes. like okay. sitting here ready for it. Um, you know, you talked about some things, and of course, in any job, we have those highs and those lows and those ups and that and those downs. Can you talk us talk to us about some of those roadblocks? Because you know it happens anyway in this right. business of leadership but can you talk about some of those roadblocks and how you know we still see you on this side speaking that wisdom what they taught you talk to us a little bit about that well some of the roadblocks and it's different today you also uh people trying to get in there especially the men it's saturated it's it's not i mean everybody want the little jobs. one time nobody want the little you know kind of offshoot jobs now everybody want any job on the you know especially on the women's side because you kind of getting a little little money now it's, it's it's a little bit lucrative um always been on the men's side but the women are getting that attention and that those resources put toward the program and any school you go to on the women's side the women's basketball team is pretty much going to be at the higher end of the totem pole you got the football men's basketball women's basketball so whatever the football team getting guess what uh women uh, we getting our stuff where our ipads you know, when, when, the, when the football team got them in Wisconsin, like, okay, so our package coming when? When we getting our stuff? Because, again, they Title IX and equity and all those things. So some of the roadblocks are getting in. How do you get in? I've helped a, a, quite a few uh, women's coaches ask me, can you help me to try to figure out how to um, present myself in a way that's attractive to an AD? Who, who's picking? Every athletic director has their short list. Every last one of them, the, 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 and it's usually the senior women's administrator, okay? The AD, they worry about football and basketball. I don't care what school, if you have football and basketball, that's their primary, because that's what makes the money. 
not they're not concerned about the other sports, but that's who's going to pay the coaches and get the other sports to continue to move forward. So a lot of times your AD don't really know unless they really into it. It's going to be your senior women's administrator. So one of the, one of the roadblocks to getting in is kind of knowing who should know who you are. It's not who you know, it's three people removed. So when I got the job at, um, uh, with the WNBA, I did not know Brian Agler. Now, little did I know when I was a coach at Wisconsin, his daughter played at Indiana. I coached when, when he had the game when his daughters, when we play in Indiana. So he knew more about me than I knew about him. I knew of him. But when you see him on TV, he's kind of quiet, reserved. He looked like he kind of like, oh, don't approach him. But guess who I knew? I knew Heidi Vandeveer. Vandeveer? Vandeveer, that name? Yeah. So that's Tara's sister. So when Amber Stocks, who was the assistant who left, guess who I coached at Florida? Her sister. You see how you, you, you got to figure out who you know that know a couple more people that know who you need to, to get your information to. So for this job at NPS, I didn't know the director of recreation, but I knew a woman that knows her very well. And she just mentioned the night that I told her I was going to apply for the job. She said, well, I'm going to dinner with the lady right now. I said, okay, well, can you drop the nuggets? I need you to, I need you to put it on out there that I, I, I'm interested. I want this job and I'm qualified and then I'm getting my stuff ready. So bury the entry, get your resume hooked up, get in your phone and figure out who know who that could help you get that call to that AD or that senior women's administrator. If you want to move up or however y'all want to do it. Uh, I would assume everybody on here kind of want to go to another level. Whatever level you're at, you want to go to the next one. Uh, it's not necessarily about who you know, because I didn't, I didn't know these people, but I knew a couple of folks that knew how to get me to get my resume and my stuff pushed to the front of the line. And that's what you're trying to do um, as far as moving up. So that's just one, one nugget of, of barrier that I've experienced how to get in, how to get my stuff to the next person that can make the call because they're not going to just pick, you can't cold call people. That, 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 that's going to the secretary and they, he busy, she, she's not available, boom, you, you're not getting through. Okay, so let me just help you with that. So, but if you can name drop, hey, uh, uh, Brian, uh, Heidi told me to call you. Oh yeah, 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 she told, and you know what, guess what, I, I saw you coaching. He, he knew, he saw my coaching before I, I, I didn't even have to send him anything. He, and we beat Indiana by, by you know, Wisconsin did beat Indiana. So that was helpful. Um, it just gave him another level of, of a sense of who I was without me having to tell him who I am. It's just better for people to see it instead of you, because we all going to toot our own horn, are we not? You know, when kids sending their, their tapes to y'all, they sending highlight tapes. They ain't sending low light tapes. Okay, so you're going to put your best foot forward. You're going to put it out there. But if somebody doesn't know you from sliced bread, who can speak on your behalf? Who is your sponsor when you're not in the room? When you're not there, who, what are they saying about you? You know, uh, Emily, you know, I, I don't know well, but I, when I see her stuff out there, I, I, I think that I'm going to look at that. When Brian's out there, ooh, I, you know, I don't know him, but such and such does. Let me, let me talk to them about who he is. So you're not going to be in the room, y'all. You're not going to be there. They're not going to ask you. Tell me, that's in the interview. When they say, tell me about yourself, that's when you tell all and toot your horn. They're going to do their research and vetting out. They're going to find out before they even bring you in or make that call. 
So whatever you're doing, let's let's put our best foot forward. Let's try to, and not that you're trying to be somebody you're not, but um, you you almost got to put yourself out there and tell people this is another one. Ooh, I'm I'm just thinking all kind of stuff. I'm sorry, Chelsea. If I'm stop me because I you know I'll just keep going. Um, this is another one, y'all. And I'm getting close to the camera because I want you to lean in. Um, I know I'm, I'm just I'm being extra today, and I didn't forget my thought. But anyway, um, put put make sure um, that when you are when you when your stuff is out there. To, I know what I was gonna say. Tell people what you want. So when before I got that LA Sparks job, y'all, I called. I, I looked at WMA. Who do I know in the W? Who, who do I know? Marianne Stanley. When Tar went to the Olympics in 96, guess who coached at Stanford? Helped us get to the, uh, to the final fall. Marianne Stanley. She's she been an acquaintance and a friend for years. I'm going to reach out to her. Uh, Katie Smith. Now, Katie Smith came on a visit to Stanford. Now, y'all know Katie Smith, Olympian, best fr took freshman year, took Ohio State. When she visited Stanford, guess what we said in our little minds? We, well, who does that girl? What's she going to do? We, we judged her. The, the, and when I say the next year we saw her, we was like, oh, we didn't messed up. Because we could have won three national championships with this girl. We, we messed up on that visit. We ain't going to never do that no more. You know, and, and we laugh about it now because we always say, Katie, you honorary Stanford. I know you went to Ohio State, but you, you should have been at Stanford. You should have been with us. We should have won a national championship. Two more. Um, but I told Katie, I said, Katie, if, if anything come up in the W, let me, you know, I'm interested. I don't know who she know, but I know she in there. So when a job come up, guess who ain't in the room? Me, I'm not there. I don't know what they're talking about. Because they're going to call each other. You you got a name, you know somebody, who interested? So that, that's two people right there that can say, hey, Brian, uh, you know, I know Bobby Kelsey. You know of her? Yeah, I saw a coach. She coached my, you know, against my daughter's team. Blah, blah. You you going to get a call. You don't think you're going to get a call? You're going to get a call. And then you ready at that point. You ready. Your resume is updated. Your stuff is... You got all your your people ready to write your letters of rec and all this and, and speak on your behalf and they because they gonna call. They gonna call this one, that one, and they gonna call. And when they do, you don't want nothing. Hey, I, I fired her, but but it just didn't it just didn't work for us. But she left out of here right. She didn't slam the door and break up the tables and and tear up the place. Cause I've heard that too. So if you get fired, don't 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 tear it up. I know you want to. I know you want to, because I the the four, the three the three times I got fired. I wanted to tear the doors off the hinges. I wanted to break glass because, you know, I felt like it wasn't me. Why am I getting fired? I didn't do it. You suck. I didn't say that, but, you know, you you the one lost them games. We we went with your vision. It didn't work out. Why why am I being blamed? But you go to the AD and you say, thank you, Mr. AD. Thank you, Miss AD, for the opportunity. It just didn't work out over here. You ain't got to go in the weeds about what she she terrible and the kids don't listen to her and, you know, don't get into all that. Just thank them. Because when they get a call from the next AD, well, yeah, we, you know, she it didn't work out here. But, man, if I had a chance to hire again, I would. You don't want to be the one that said, well, would you hire him again? And they just sit there like, uh, they worked here. I mean, you know, come on. You want people to be able to sing your praises even if you did not stay there on good circumstances. So that's that's another nugget I want to drop in case anybody was wondering how to how to move yourself up, but but no, you probably gonna get fired at some point. It's gonna happen. It happens. You know, we're not gonna lose our salvation over it. We know God gonna provide. Uh, but it is tough. I, I cried on my steering wheel when I had to 
when I got fired from Wisconsin, it was tough. Because then you got to go back and everybody kind of already know. You call the meeting in the middle of the day with everybody. I mean, come on. That ain't no secret. So, but it's tough to look people in the face when you know you got assistance and you feel like it's your fault. You feel like you let people down. You didn't get the job done. But again, God gonna provide for them too. They are gonna be all right. But you do feel a, a certain sense of responsibility. And it's sad when you gotta tell kids you love and care about goodbye. But you, you know, they call back, they email you, they need a job, they need a letter of rec. You love them um, and you gonna help them. I love it, Ms. Ab. You got me over here rolling. Cause it's all true. It's all truth what you're saying, but you just allow us to be able to receive those hard truths a little bit better in your delivery. Um, so I appreciate you for that. I mean, all seriousness, those things are important because much like what you said, we have to make sure we don't burn bridges. Correct. Because, like you said, our names are resounding in places that we probably never even set foot. And we have to make sure we don't burn those bridges because they will let those negativities fly before those positivities come through on your name. Oh, yeah, for sure. And your reputation go before you. It it always enters the room before you get there. And you either make it true or you dispel it. It, It's just one or the other. Because I know people think certain things about yep. me. I don't really care. But, you know, we all prejudge, do we not? Let's be honest. Come on. We all do it. Um, but when we meet that person or or we get to know them, we're like, oh, man. I'm, you know, I, I've said this. Dang, I was wrong on that. Shoot, she kind of nice. I didn't, I, you know, he all right. Or, yeah, he he terrible. She terrible. You know, okay, I'm, I'm going to leave that alone. Because they prove, they, they, I see what they're doing. I mean, it could go either way, you know. But again, until we really get to know people and kind of sit and talk, you be you'll be pleasantly surprised a lot of times. Man, I didn't know that about them. Oh, okay. But then people saying that ain't all true from what I see, you know. And then you take it from there. So I totally agree on that. Um, I'm gonna ask this question right here, and then I'll open it up so we can get the other folks talking. Because if yeah, they're let like them me, talk. I tell them every day. I'll keep it going. You know, it's almost like double dutch sometimes with them. Do I, do I, should I? So I have to get them warmed up a little bit because there's so many nuggets that you can, you know, drop. But in this format, we really try our best to become better at being servant leaders in the places you've been, the positions you've held. um, That's something across the board that I think that we all just on an everyday basis can get better at. What does servant leadership look like through Ms. Bobby Kelsey's eyes? Um, It's not being perfect. I tell you that. Um, it's not Bible thumping people. You know, I carry my, I have my little Bible, my little travel Bible. Y'all see the thing all messed up and everything. I really don't go many places without the weapon. You got to have your weapon. I ain't talking about your concealed carry because I got that too. Um, but this is your weapon. This is your work. You, you know, you got to dig in there sometime and just get a work. Lord, Jesus, these people drive me crazy. You know, so I, I try to have that, um, even if I don't open it as much as I should, but, um, I've had many a kid. Now, your kids are going to know you by your fruit. You know, whatever's coming off your branches, you can say whatever. But, and they know you're going to mess up sometime. And I tell the kids, y'all, I, I don't always say the right thing. And I, I may say a choice word or two. Uh, that don't mean I don't love the Lord. I, I, I'm just a work in progress. I'm trying to make it. I'm trying to get there. Um, so they know you're not perfect and you're going to, you know, you might mess up a time or two, but they're really going to look at you, not by what you say, but how you deal with them, how you approach them, how you um, work with them through their mistakes. My mama was, and she's a teacher for 30, 40 years, principal, ended as a principal. Sometimes you have to love kids through their mistakes. They're going to mess up. They're going to they gonna get it wrong. We did. 
but but by the grace that we are you know we we messed up plenty so we can't then put them in a situation where we they don't understand that then that doesn't mean there's not gonna be some consequences i told y'all i got fired four times that was some consequences okay whether i think it was my fault or not god was trying to grow me up stop running your mouth listen stop thinking you know everything i know that i know my deficiencies clearly i know them greatly and i i wrestle with them because it's not pleasing to God to always be prideful and always think you got the answer and want the last word. I'm talking to me. I ain't talking to y'all. I don't know y'all like that. I'm talking to myself. Um, these are the things I, these are my little flaws and my little weeds in my garden that I got to pluck out and get it right. But when you're dealing with kids, they got to know you got some deficiencies as well. Can't be perfect coach over here in my way at the highway because they're not going to respond to that. So I've cried with my kids. When I had to um, find a child, her mom, uh, Roy, Roy Marble, uh, all-time leading scorer in Iowa history, men's basketball. I coached his daughter. Roy dropped her off at school like every parent does. Had some headaches. Wound up having cancer. He was gone by that next year and a half. He was gone. Mama called, where's Rochelle? Her daddy gone. I got to go try to go find her on campus. I don't know where she is. She was in the gym. If I just gone now, I didn't take my own message, get your butt in the gym. If I had done that, I could have found, I would have went to the gym first and found her down there. I get in the locker room, it, they all in shambles. We all just, just sitting there crying. Just, I mean, I could tell y'all a mil million stories because this child's sister, she 3,000 miles away, a, a parent uh, getting murdered. Get the phone call one o'clock in the morning. I'm sleeping, screaming in the background. You got to get up out of your bed and go over there and just cry with the child and drive her halfway to her mama so she can go attend it and then go back to practice. These are the kind of, that's the servant you are. People don't talk about that. It's not the X's and O's. We can all debate. I got my dribble drive. I got my Princeton. I got my triangle, this, that, and the third. That's fine. But when a, when a, when a young lady is getting hit by her boyfriend, when, when a child is, and I'm telling you stuff that I've been through, when a player is not going to get on the plane going to Japan, we at the airport, she ain't getting on. She had an anxiety attack. We can't leave her in the airport. Who, who? Luckily, one of the other players, they, their parents were in the city. We had to get permission from her mama to leave her with them people, and we got to get on the plane. And they saying, board in Japan, get on. They're they not waiting on us. We got to figure that out in the in the boarding area because she ain't getting on and we don't want her up in the sky 37,000 feet miles whatever it is and she have an anxiety attack and we on a plane for 16 hours that I, I want to leave you because that ain't gonna work so these are the kind of things that you know a, a terminated pregnancy and kind of everybody kind of know but we ain't really saying you got to manage these things th th that that's what being a, a servant leader is to me meeting children and young people um being that aunt that uncle that family member that rock in a hard place when they can cry on your shoulder and know you're gonna cry with them a little bit you understand you're gonna help them because their parents aren't there and i tell parents all the time you're gonna drop your child child off somewhere on somebody's campus you better know that when your kid needs something other than basketball them people gonna be there and you can rest assured, no matter what color they are, Brian, you and Dennis and Paul, y'all white men, you're going to be dealing with some black moms. 
Y'all already dealt with them. Y'all already know. And I don't say that in a bad way. I'm not saying that in a, or some black fathers. It's real now because we got all this racial stuff going on. They got to know Paul, Dennis, and Brian, y'all going to treat their child like you would your own. They got to know that. Because if they don't, it's going to be hard to leave their kid with a white man. It just, let's just be honest. That don't mean other folks ain't doing stuff because there's plenty of stuff going on out here. But right now, that's just that's front and center. And you got to assure those parents, mom, dad, when you leave them, because you got to go home. Just know if something go down, I'm going to be I'm going to be daddy bear out here. And brothers, y'all too, Mike, Kay Hubbard, you know, Emily, y'all got to do the same thing. Them parents, I, we didn't win a lot at Wisconsin. I didn't have a lot of people leaving my program because I would tell them I love them. I'm going to hold you to account. If you're wrong, it's wrong. If you're right, I'm going to tear the whole place up defending you. But you got to tell me the truth. My mother used to say, your story got to be straight at 6 o'clock. If it's 6.01, I'm going to have a problem with that because that means you left something out that you should have told me so I can come tear the place up because I'm going to tear it up. But don't make me look like a fool. So I would tell my kids that. If I'm going to defend you, I got to know what, that don't mean I'm going to be happy with it. I'm going to get on your behind. I'm going to make you accountable, just like you with your own kids. You love them. You're not going to kick them out the house. But they got to follow your direction. That 17-year-old that went and, and shot people, he shouldn't have been out there. I don't care what the law is about carrying no AR-15. You mean to tell me we in this country can't common sense know that a 17-year-old should not be carrying no dog on AR-15 out of the protest. Why isn't he home with his parents and then shoot people and kill people? I don't know why that's even up for dispute. And then you got the police chief in Kenosha. Well, the protesters should have, no, let's, get, let's just be honest. He shouldn't have never been out there. And you got video of the National Guard giving him water and saying, thank you. What? I I'm sorry. I don't know of any 17. I don't want my 17-year-old uh, holding no gun at no protest helping. You're not helping. Take your behind home where you need to be. So long, long answer to a short question. Servant leadership is you getting in the trenches with your kids good, bad, or indifferent, they know you're going to be there. Right or wrong, we're going we gonna to do the right thing. And that's just across the board. I don't care what color you are. I don't care what gender you are, what your sexual orientation. We've had to deal with that too. I just put it on out there. We're not going to judge people. So whether you go back to Malcolm, whether you go back to Martin, whether you go back to Habakkuk, the minor prophet, Habakkuk said something very profound, and I want to leave you with this. I want to challenge us on the heels of Miss Bobby challenging us. Because if you got a parent that don't believe, I don't care what color you are, what creed, or what sexual origin you are, if that parent don't know that this man or this woman got my child's back, they, they're in neglect if they leave that child with you. I don't care what you can offer them on the basketball or track or football field. If you can't grow my child, if you can't love my child, and if you can't cover and protect my child, my child's in the wrong hands, right? But Habakkuk says something that I want to leave my faith-based brothers and sisters with. Because at times, it could be, do you know I spent the weekend with my brother-in-laws, all who, uh, with the exception of one, are African-American. And I said, man, this is outrageous 
that a grown man is weeping, that Doc Rivers is moved to tears, uh, that uh, Robert Ory is moved to tears. And why are they moved to tears? I tell my white friends all the time, if you can at least admit that at the very least, you can't understand what they're going through. If you've never had a conversation to your child about what to do when the police pull over, then don't try to tell them how to govern their house. But here it is, and I got to go now. Habakkuk said this, how long shall I cry? And then the answer came. He said, Lord, because the wicked does compass about the righteous, therefore wrong judgment proceedeth. Right now as we're on, and I ain't going to mention no names, there are politicians that are arguing via Twitter about things like semi-automatic weapons and what our response should be to them. I'm in Jersey. I don't live all that far from Sandy Hook. And I tell folks all the time, this thing and, 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 and the lobbyists are such a powerful entity. When they went up into that school and shot up little children and... Big Dennis froze. Change. I got to go back and tell folks, listen, to my white brethren, the best thing you could do sometimes is just admit, I don't understand. Help me understand. Teach me. Help me. How can I be an advocate? I tell my preaching colleagues all the time, if my white skin can open up a door that your brown skin can walk through and we can together make change, sign me up. The, the brothers at the mosque love me. I don't agree with the tenets of Islam as it's written, but I do agree that if we collaborate, we can get the guns out of the wrong hands. I do believe that if we collaborate, we can feed a single mother in her house. I do believe that if we can collaborate, we could do something legislation-wise to bring about some change to the recidivism rate. Now, these guys know my story. Now, I'm going to end with a testimony. Would you believe, knowing my story now, knowing my story now, would you believe that today I just came back from new faculty uh, in uh, training day? New faculty. Now, what am I teaching? You know my story, right? What am I teaching? Old Testament survey of Bible doctrine. The other staff were like, Coach, what you, what, Coach, what you doing? The basketball coach is doing training now? I said, no, the Bible teacher's doing training. Come on now. God is real. But for me to look the other way when my brown-skinned brothers and sisters are hurting and for me to get on my high horse and deny that systemic racism was a real thing, I can give you the narrative on the nightly news tonight. They're going to talk about looting and rioting and paint that as a negative thing rather than talking about the systemic racism that's behind it. So the fact of the matter is we're not powerless. It says that the wicked then compass about the righteous, therefore wrong judgment proceeded. Fast forward to Hebrews chapter 12. He says, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witness. You know what that means? That means I got to cover Coach Hubbard. I got to cover Coach Huff. I got to cover Coach McKay. I got to cover Coach Paul and Brian. I got to cover you because if Habakkuk had it right and the wicked are surrounded by unwickedness and nobody's surrounding the unwickedness that's surrounding you, you're going to be in the nut house before long if I don't get on my post and start covering you. Mm -hmm. So we got to do this thing together. So I'm going to say this, whether it's in Milwaukee, I've been to Kenosha. I'm, I didn't stay long. I can promise you that. I bet but you I've did. Been to Kenosha. <laughs> I've been to Milwaukee. I've been, here's the thing. If I can help in any kind of way, because at some point you got to, but I promise you, if you've never listened to the ballad of the bullet, go listen to it. And it's going to make a tear come down your face because you ain't going to know whether you're living 
1964 or whether you're living in 2020. It was as true now as it was then. But we're not a powerless people. We can come together and make some change. But it has to do something with legislation. Uh, these politicians got to be held accountable. I hope they don't resume basketball. I was on Twitter and you were talking. I was on Twitter. They, they're reporting that they're resuming basketball. One day? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. One day? That ain't it's no hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Man, I'm sorry. I'm Irish. Y'all got to forgive me. I could get. I could go from zero to sixty, man. I understand, Coach. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. It's almost like being from Alabama. You're inclined to say anything. We got you. Listen, I think the Lord knew we needed that mic to come up. Okay, because we needed to hear. It did. It did. And honestly, I wouldn't have been able to translate that that same way. Okay. So good. Yeah. About that. Right. Does anybody else want to jump in or, I mean, I, I want to hear from y'all what I can do to help you cover you like coach said, build you up. I mean, this is just, this is a, that's what we, we always talk about. This is the highlight. I, you know, one of the highlights of my week, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And as Dennis says, we got Wednesday taken away. Just kidding. Um, but this is a highlight because we are, this is, I mean, we're from all over the country. We're, we're diverse as, as can be, but we, we, we talk, we share our faith and we walk it together. Um, and I was going to tell you, Bobby, that, it, you know, if this, if your present job doesn't work, I think stand-up comedy is, you know, right up, there you go. Paul, the only so, people that laugh at my stuff is the people that like me, <laughs> my family, oh. y'all. <laughs> that's, that's the way it works for all of us, right? Yeah, no, that's that, true. That's no, true. I, I, no, I, no, I, I took a lot of notes, but but as 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 I probably say once every day on this, you know, it's we have to be where our feet are, and you are definitely where your feet are, and your and and your life is your message. Um, and and I appreciate the fact that you're just real with us, because I think that's 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 what we have to do moving forward as as yeah. people of faith. We have to be honest with each other. And, and we have to be willing to, to have the tough conversations or, or just have the conversations, mm-hmm. whether they're tough or not. We have to, and, and Dennis said it very well that, and, and I've said this before too, I'm a firm believer that as, as Christians, we don't, we think we're powerless, but we have more, I mean, if there's 10, if there's 10 evil people and 10 Christians, we, the 10 Christians going to win every time. Yeah. But we have to just, and the evil, and I've said this before too, the evil wants us separated. The, the evil is, is, is loving the fact that, that people are, are fighting with, with each other and Christians are fighting with each other. It's like we have to be smart enough to say, okay, I get this. And as you said at the beginning, we're not all going to agree with everything. That's right. But at our core, I'm a firm believer at our core, no matter what, we are more alike than different, whether you're white, Asian, Hispanic, black, transgender, whatever, it, right. it, you know, it, it, at our core, I will, you know, and that's the beauty of, of what, of, of what this servant leadership has done for all of us is, is we've connected. Like I said, I, you know, I've met, you know, I know people on this podcast uh, better than some people I work with. Now that's, that's my, I got to fix that. But I think it's because we walk together in faith. We, we share that common bond and we don't have to know all, all the ins and outs, but mm-hmm. I'm telling you that stand-up comic thing. There we go. Ah, well, I appreciate that, Paul. I, I, I do. And I try to, because I'm working on me too. 
we all should be working on ourselves before we try to straighten somebody else out. I mean, the Bible say, get, get the two by four out of your eye before you get the little sawdust out of somebody else's. That don't mean you just minding your own business and you just walking in your own space. But before we jump, and I can jump. I mean, my passion sometimes get me in trouble. I just, I'm pouncing. But I got to back that out and say, wait a minute. Do I have all the information? Do I have enough to be intelligent with my retort or whatever I'm going to say? Because your word, you can't pull them back out the air and oops, I'm sorry, and all that. I apologize. And after the fact, no, you said what you meant. Out of your heart, the mouth speaks. Does it not? So we have to be careful and, and you know, I've, I've learned even with public speaking, you take a breath before you respond. You, you pause and get it together and stop thinking of what you're going to say and all these things while the person is talking. I mean, you know, it's just hard to do because we all kind of, we ego driven. We got our pride. We want to be right. I know I, I, I do. I want the last word. I'm going to admit that. I'll be trying to get it too. Sometimes I'll be, I, I just be, I'm going to go another round because I'm going to get this word. I'm going to get it. No, is that private? That ain't right. I, I shouldn't do that. But sometimes it is fun. We just gonna be honest, and you feel some sense of satisfaction. I told, I got you told, but at the end of the day, I mean, it's like, nah, you know, sometimes it's not the most important thing. So, anybody else? Come on, Emily, Brian, Kay Hubbard. Come on, Mister Knotts. Come on, Coach, Coach Ms. Hub. Delvin. Come on, I need y'all. What we doing? I'll, I'm I'll here. Say some oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll say something. Um, I'm glad I jumped on today too. I it's been a while, Chelsea, since I've been able to get on. My schedule is uh, football got taken from us, and I've been busier now than uh, if I was in season. So, and I think a lot of that has to do with my wife. She's taking full advantage. So I'm I'm still the Uber for the kids and, and all that good stuff. So, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, it's an interesting fall for me. But the the one thing. That, that I just want to I want to share is um, I'm not sure where where the quote came from, but it's, it, it kind of speaks to what Paul was talking about about us loving one another no matter what our situation is. Um, there's a quote that says our culture has accepted two huge lies. The first is that if you disagree with someone's lifestyle, you must fear or hate them, and the second is that to love someone means you agree with everything they believe or do. And we see that all the time in our society now um, with, it doesn't matter what the topic is. We, if, if I don't agree with you, then I'm an idiot. I'm a sheep. I'm dumb. You know, it's just, we have all these mean things that we say to each other um, because we don't agree. And, and I think it, I think it's sad ultimately that, uh, that, 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 that that's how we approach one another. But I think what's even more sad is that a lot of times you see it and it's people who profess Christ as their Lord and Savior who are saying these type things. I, I, I saw something once where it said, uh, calling somebody a sheep is, a, is an interesting uh, jab for a Christian to take at somebody. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, and I just sat back and I thought about that. I was like, yeah, it mm -hmm. really is, you know, and, and it, you know, just to, to to, to, to feel like that is derogatory. That's a derogatory term coming from somebody who says that they're Christian. And then I saw another one that talked about, you know, when did kneeling become offensive? Mm -hmm. You know, and mm -hmm. we, we have these things that are these, these things that are very prevalent in our society today because of all that's going on. Um, and we've made them derogatory terms. But if you just think back, if you if you've done any study 
uh, biblical study and you look back, it wasn't always a good thing to be called a Christian. Right. No. Right. You know, used to be you'd be one of them people that follow that way, you know, and 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 that was, it was a derogatory term, you know, to be called a Christian. So, you know, I'm a sheep. I'll be a sheep. I follow the shepherd, the good one. Yeah, you know, it is, there you go. It is there what it go. is, and and you know, but I I do think that at its core, though, if we could just love, like, not just say we love each other. That's the easy part, but genuinely love one another the way we want to be loved, you know, and. And, 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 and love it, people when they're not lovable, right? And you're gonna get that all. And be conditional now. I can't. A, when they acting right, I'm gonna love. That's easy. It's hard it's a to. Whole bunch of folk. It's a whole different thing when somebody acting a fool and you just. Ugh, oof, it's tough. You're right. But we you're, we're called to do that. Uh, we're not called. Right. We are called to do it. You're right. And that you're doesn't right. mean you dismiss. You just, you know, we right. trying to help them along as we are loving them, love them through the Absolutely. mistakes and through the, through the trials and tribulations. Show them the show them the love of Christ. That's right. And move on. Sometimes that just means you know love them and, and then move on. Right. Well, we appreciate you, brother. Absolutely, I appreciate you, Miss Kelsey. I appreciate yes. your uh, yes, your word this evening. I sorry I was um, on black screen. I was actually teaching a class listening, so don't judge me. <laughs> I hope my friends play watch it because they know I repost this. Well, you like, you get the bills paid. You get the bills right. paid. I logged on yesterday. I said, I'm about to get a word. I need a word right now. It was nobody <laughs> on the screen. So I told uh, Chelsea, I grabbed my Bible. I said, David encouraged himself in the Lord. So let me go get a word. I said, Chelsea, it? amen. Let me get back to what I need to do, what I need to focus on. Um, yesterday was strange because um, I work at predominantly um, African-American school, uh, minority brown and brown kids. And um, I had a parent come up to me um, with the son, and he he just didn't understand why everything was going wrong. Why everything was so bad? Why, why is because of the color of his skin that people are actually looking at him funny? Um, so one thing we've done is we try to actually create programs for these young, young men and young women because we're not having sports till January. So we're trying to keep their minds occupied. We're doing things on the weekend. We're grabbing young men, grabbing young women. We're, um, we're, we're giving them a 15 minute Bible study and then we work them out for 45 minutes in social distancing space like that. Um, and then just to sit down, have conversations. One of my best friends is a counselor, so he's been to bring himself in, a couple of staff members in, to not only talk to the um, players, um, but talk to the parents um, as well, because it's, it's a lot going on. If you don't have a way of letting this out, because a lot of people are internalizing stuff, and if you don't have a way of freely speaking what you're really thinking in a positive way, um, you can hurt yourself. Um, so I really appreciate the transparency. But you said something earlier about the um, how you prepare yourself to go to your next, and I, I wrote this down a couple months ago. I said, God is putting your name in the mouth of people that you don't know. But it comes in the preparation stage because the Bible says man looks at the outward appearance, God looks at the heart. So if you're actually preparing now for where you're trying to get to, you've done your part, then it's gonna allow God to do his part because you never know what men and women are actually looking at you to get into your next. Um, like you said a few minutes ago, let your light shine. So men and women might see your great works that he might get the glory in heaven. Um, you just said a few minutes ago, the pride thing, I'm working on me. Please, I'm working on me. I try to continue to humble myself down. Um, I once was a college coach for 12 years. Um, now, uh, currently athletic director, middle school, elementary, middle school, high school, teach health and PE. So um, coming from that level to this has been a very strange process. I had an opportunity to go back to work at ACC this year, but I am a father. So that's my number one responsibility. And 13-year-old um, son does very well in the classroom, 
very good basketball player. Not saying that because of my son, but I've been around it for a while. But that's my ultimate responsibility. Do I miss that level? Yes. Uh, is that where God wants me at right now? No. Let me be the light in my marketplace. Let me be the father I'm supposed to be to him. And then let God get the glory at the end because I have a feeling whatever God's going to do, I'll get right back at it. Um, a few months ago, if it wasn't for this servant leadership call, I was making decisions. I forgot who's um, – matter of fact, it was a Florida State coach. Um, I can't think of his name right now. He was. He, he just told me. Locked. He stopped while he was talking. He's like, you know what? Just follow the path where God is taking you to. It's, it, the, the money is not always good for what it looks like right now. And he reached out to me through an email, and he said, I don't know why I told you that, but I think you have to make some decisions in your life that's going to uh, uh, prepare you for your next. But it may be the time. It might not be time, but, he's, but he said, take care of your number one responsibility. Number one is God. Number two is my son. That's my responsibility. So, again, Chelsea, I appreciate your call. Paul, appreciate you praying for me. Dennis, my mom's from New Jersey. I told you about white pastor from New Jersey, so we always uh, enjoy listening to you. And I appreciate everybody on this call. Thank you, brother. We appreciate you, too. Yeah. Anybody else? Coach Vaughn, you gonna ask me your question? You want me to read it out of the uh, the chat? I, I got I got you, Coach Kelsey. I saw it in the chat. Um, I just want to thank you, uh, Coach Kelsey, for, for for speaking to us, being transparent, and the words that come to my mind are truth and trust. Um, and as a coach, as what we do a lot of times, we've got to be truthful with our players. Sometimes more than they even they even want us to be. Uh, and I know Coach Coach Vaughn asked, are, "Are you the coach that said?" You got to get in the gym. Yes, Coach Bond. Coach <laughs> yeah. said you got to get in the gym. That's what I'm saying about that truth and trust. Like, yeah. you got to have that because once they understand that you can be truthful with them, they'll have trust. That's right. I think all of what we've talked about of what's going on in this country does bog down to, to loving your neighbor. But a lot of times what it also bogs down to is that there has not been any truth and there has not been any trust. And that's why you have the anger, the disappointment, and the fear as a black man. Um, but then on the, on the other part of it, uh, Coach Knotts, I know you were talking about it, and I, and I actually tweeted this out this morning. Sometimes God prepares a place before he prepares a person. And a lot of times in coaching, we want to move up that ladder, and we're moving so fast, and that place hasn't been prepared for us. And we right. get there, and it's crazy. So sometimes our prayer just has to be prepared a place as you're preparing me so I can get there. So that's, that's so true, coach. And that waiting is the hard part. Ooh, Jesus, that waiting. Um, because God knew I, I did some broadcasting for the Big Ten the last two years. I didn't do it this year. He knew. He knew it wasn't gonna be no sports. He knew that. Um, I was I was hoping to go back with the sparks. He knew. You know, he 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 knew. And I think back and say, God, sometimes you got to thank God for an unanswered prayers, the ones you praying for, because that's not his path for you. And, and you got to, that waiting is the, ooh, that way you can go one way or the other. And that narrow road, I think, Coach, you just said it, Coach Knotts, that, that narrow road that, or I think, K-Hub, you said it, to do the right thing, it's going to be a few. It, it ain't going to be the, 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 the friends and the followers and the the people that's on you, all these people that's following you, and it's going to be them couple folk. But if you know you're doing the right thing, you got to stick with that. And it is, I mean, we can't even imagine. Jesus had to do the same thing. He had a couple folks. 
that's it. But if we know, we we are we are we assured in our salvation. I know nobody's gonna tell me well, white Jesus and this that. I don't care, buddy, because you're not gonna tell me what the Lord has done for me. I I can't tell you what He's done for you, but I know I beyond a shadow of a doubt I've heard Him in my ear, almost an audible voice. And I'm not a superstitious and I ain't slain and I don't speak in tongues. No, I don't. You know that hadn't happened for me. Everybody got their gift, right? I, you know, so I don't profess it, but I have heard his voice in my soul. I know, and nobody can tell me different. And 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 just those little whispers that's still small, man, it has made the total difference. And that's why I can sit in being fired and all these things. And of course, I cry and be upset and hurt and all that. But even with this job, when I got to the end, and you don't know if you're gonna get it, you hope it. But when until they call your phone and say, you got it. But in my mind, I said, I know Jesus would not bring me to the, almost to the finish line and then snatch it from, I, I ain't gonna believe that. And of course the phone rang and you get the job. Because I, in my, I'm like, now why would he do that? Why would he dangle it right in front of me to the finish line? I, I'm talking about, I'm right almost through the tape. And he gonna say, no, he would have done that back there. So that's how I try to think when I'm really wanting something and it's, you know, I kind of walked into it. The things I didn't get, because y'all I interviewed probably eight or nine times. Some jobs I wanted, some I didn't. I can, I can go through a whole webinar on interviewing and what that's looking like. That's another issue for another day. But the ones that were easy, Wisconsin, it wasn't hard. And I don't say that to, to toot my horn. I'm just saying God had that for me. And it still didn't work out for me, like as far as the world's perception, you know, winning games and winning championships and all that stuff. But I, I take, and I'll let, you know, Emily or you get on or, or you know, anybody else want to say anything before we have to get off. But um, it wasn't wins for me at Wisconsin because I had a parent say, you saved my child's life. I ain't going to go in all the weeds, but it was bad. It was bad. She said, thank you for saving my child's life. That You can just pack me up right there. You can just put me in a suitcase and send me on because that's it. Maybe that's why I was there, to help that one child to not die doing something she should not have been doing and needed help to get out of. Sometimes that's why you where you are because it could be just one, but one is important. It ain't the 99, it's the one. And if we can get that through our heads and not, and I get, I've been at the high places. So you must, well, coach, it's easy for you. Well, you've been at Stanford. You won that championship. You, you've been down on the bench and then that, I get all that. And I thank God for it. But I've been at Evansville too. And I've been at Western Carolina and I've been at small places. And I had more impact there than the, the big places, to be honest. I enjoyed those more because you, you got to get down to the foundation of what you here for. We ain't here but for a bat of an eye. I'm 47. I can't, it's hard for me to say that. I think I, I feel 23 until I work out. Then my knees start acting up and my, my fingers start feeling like I got a little arthritis in it. I mean, you know. But we ain't here but for a blink, y'all. We not here but for a moment in the grand scheme of the world. We got to do our part and when you leave here and whatever's written on your tombstone, I won't mind to say she cared. She gave a doggone. And sometimes I don't use doggone, but y'all know what I'm saying. She cared about somebody. She tried to help somebody. 
even if it's one, even if it's one. Anybody else? As Emily, Emily. She's been don't, shaking. Don't, 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 Miss Bobby, I want you to know that I never speak on these things. I know um, you don't. That's why you're <laughs> hanging back. But you kept calling me out, and I don't like being called out. So here I am. Um, I want you to know that Chelsea texted me and said, hey, if you're free, you should jump on today. You're going to really enjoy today's speaker. And she was not wrong. I thoroughly enjoyed everything you had to say. I needed to hear all of it. So thank you. I'm going to go back on mute. Yep. See, I knew Emily had something to say. And, and it's just not about me talking, y'all. I really enjoy hearing from you all. If I can ever help you, if I can ever, I mean, I don't know you. I, I, I tell people all the time, it, it'd be hard for me to recommend you for something because I don't know you. <laughs> you know, people say, well, can you recommend? I, I don't, I can't speak on that. I, you're a nice person. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, so short of that, um, you know, after I get to know you way down the line, then yeah, I'll, I'll ring any phone that you, you'd want me to ring. But um if anything I can ever do to help you, encourage you, reach out. Everybody got my phone number. It ain't hidden. <laughs> you know, you text me or email, you call me and leave a message. I'll call you back. I mean, I answer because I don't see who it is. But um, if I can ever be of service to you, um, it may help you, it may not. But sometimes you just need the support. Just somebody say, hey, I see you, coach. I, I see what you're trying to do. I'm, I'm with you. We in the fight together, whatever I can do to help you, whatever I can do to encourage you, um, I'm, I'm going to do that. And I need it too. Hey coach, I see you out here, keep keep fighting it. Yeah, we try, we gotta keep getting it done y'all because somebody did it for me. And if they didn't, I don't know if I'll be sitting here by the grace of God when I see some of these kids in the situations they're in y'all. Mine was not the worst by no means. But like I told you in the beginning of the call out, I met my biological father one time. You wouldn't know that by looking at me. You would think I had two. And my 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 dad that stepped in didn't help bring me in the world, but helped me stay in the world. He's the only dad I know. I have his last name. My my last name used to be Walker to the eighth grade. My friends were like, well, why are you changing your name? Well, what what is it? Well, what is that all about? Well, I was adopted by my stepfather, me and my sister. So we Kelsey. So, I mean, you know, everybody got a story. Y'all got a story. You know, you didn't get here by yourself. And somebody supported you and made a way and, and prayed you through these grandmamas and things. Their prayers went up. And you riding on those prayers. I don't care what nobody say. Prayer worked. I don't care what nobody say. I'm going to throw up my timber. Believe that. And whatever God say, that's what we going to do. Because it's his good pleasure to give us the kingdom. He want to give it to us. We just, we ain't worthy to accept it. Because we're not going to do it right. We're not going to do it right. And we hard-headed and we prideful. And that's why we in this situation. So those who say, well, you know, forget the Lord. And I'm not going to. No, no, no. Everybody else should be doing that. See, the few are doing the right thing. Because if everybody was doing that, we wouldn't be having these slavery talks. now. Because that wouldn't even exist. Because there was some good people out there helping. It was some white folks helping. Quakers hid some people. Uh, 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 Harry got where she, it was some people helping that didn't, wasn't black. So everybody was not doing the right thing. It just needed to be more people doing it. 
More people need to do the right thing morally. We Bible beat people. That's why people run from us. We, we be beating them over the head with it. I don't do that. I said, Lord, if I'm supposed to talk to this individual, you make the way. Just like he did for Aaron and Moses. Lord, I don't have the words. I'll give them to you. You just, just listen to me. Keep your eyes on what I'm telling you to do. But it's pride, right? We won't convert. We won't say we, we got into the problems that we walked them through. No, that's not for you to say. So anyway, I, I won't go on. And I, I just, I'm so grateful. Thank you, Miss Chelsea, for having me on. I, you know, I'll jump back at, at some other point, but I do want to hear from y'all if I can help you in any way. I know y'all got other things to do, but uh, I appreciate your time because it is your time and you could have spent it any other way. And I got to do some work before I don't have no job uh, again. Um, so. And Mike, can we get? Can you give me Mike? Can you can you get my information from Chelsea and call me? Are you in Milwaukee, Mike? Are you here? Where are you at? I'll be leaving. uh, I work at Concordia St. Paul, so but I'll be home uh, next week for the Labor Day. Okay, you get back with me, and then because I don't want your last meeting over here to be some negative experience. We we're gonna talk about what these kids need because we need your help too. We need alumni to help us because they're going to listen to y'all put it. I'm an out of town and I don't, you know, you, you were in it. So, you know, yes, ma'am. and I wish you all the best, uh, whatever you're trying to do. If I can help you tangibly, you know, if you need some interviewing, I, I've done this stuff. It's not my way is the only way, but I've been in these interview rooms. I sat with Pete Carrill. I was like, Lord Jesus, don't have him have me diagram some Princeton offense because I don't even know. When I interviewed a Princeton, he was in my house. I looked over, I'm like, oh, Jesus. Now, Lord, you really going to have to give me what to say because this man over here is a legend. I don't, I don't even know. So if you need any tangible help with anything, I can, or, or somebody else that needs some help, we can jump on the Zoom and talk about, talk people through things. So, but there is some strategies out there. There's some strategies, yeah. We appreciate you so much. I'm telling you, like, and just know, this is not the last you've heard from me. Okay, I'm telling well, you right now. You got my, my login you know, presenter. So I, you got my content, my, my contact. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And I appreciate you so much. Like you said it best, uh, then we throw that back at you. Time is not something we can rewind and get back. It is the most precious thing. And I thank you for spending that time with us. 